0: all right let's do this how are you what the fuckers what the fuck buddies what the fucksters what's happening uh mark maron this is my podcast wtf i'm a little punchy i'm a little tired i was up late last night I'm, i'm actually recording this a couple days shy of when it's supposed to to go out so again if anything dramatic or awful oh okay why don't i just rephrase that So all the shit that's dramatic and awful that's going to happen in the next couple of days, I might not have a reaction to it. I don't necessarily always have a reaction to it publicly anyways, but but if if it gets real bad, just know that uh, this might be happening in a two-day vacuum. All right, that's all I'm saying. Like, if I should be here saying, like, oh, God, this is it. We all knew this day would come. I don't even know if if we can get this up. I don't even know if the grid is working anymore. I don't even know. Oh, God, I knew this would happen. Oh, God, I got to go. I got to go. They're here. They're here. Oh, my God. I'm going to go in the attic. If that happens, uh, I might have missed it. But uh, let's hope it doesn't get that bad. Anyway, Joe Coy is on the show today. Joe Coy is a comic. He's been around for a, a bit of time. I've known of him. I knew he was out there. I knew he was big. Uh, I didn't know him. I don't even think I had met him, really. Maybe once. I, we discuss it. Uh, and, uh, and, but I I just I ran into him in Montreal, and I'm like, all right. I'd, I'd like to talk to you. I'd like to know your story. So Joe Coy is here. Joe Coy is a big act. He's a big act. He's currently on his Break the Mold World Tour through the end of the year, and uh, he, he puts it out there, folks. Yeah, he's a worker. So I was in Chicago all week. I have talked to you when I was there, but I just left there. Last night, I shot until 2.30 in the morning. As you know, we're shooting, uh, the. I think it, it is the final episode of Joe Swanberg's Easy, and it was my third time doing the show as the same character. We take uh, uh, Jacob Malko, a uh, comic book artist, graphic novelist, and uh, put him through the mill again. I grew my beard out for it, and me and uh, Jane Adams is there. and Melanie Linsky came out, it literally flew out for one scene to Chicago, and it was a lot there was a lot hanging in the balance of that scene. and this is all improv. and I love Melanie Linsky and I love Jane Adams. I'm working with two of the best actresses around. And I'm I'm nervous, but you know we're we're improvising in these characters and moving through the emotions, and uh, it got pre- it was pretty good. It was uh, you know it was pretty harrowing. It, you know Jacob Jacob goes down a bit this season, but it was exciting. But nonetheless, shot till two thirty, uh, got back to the hotel at three. Had to get a car at six forty five, so got about two and a half hours. Threw all my shit into a bag, and um, and here I am. So look, buying tickets to shows, you, you're, you're smart people, but to go to the site of the show. Do that before you just Google Mark Marin tickets wherever, you know, because you're going to get those scalper sites. Then all of a sudden, I get tweets and emails from people going like, why does it cost $900 to get tickets to your show? Oh, because you didn't go to the site of the venue or the site of the festival or the appropriate site for the show that you're speaking of. You went right to a scalper and there's tickets left. So just be aware, man. Anyway, the thing I wanted to clear up on the uh, Shooter Jennings episode, okay, I get it. I said John Glenn instead of Scott Glenn. Scott Glenn was the guy in Urban Cowboy with the tequila and and the worm in his teeth. John Glenn was an astronaut oddly scott glenn was in the right stuff with ed harris playing john glenn but you know let's not play these games i'm not a conspiracy theorist it doesn't mean anything it's just a fucking coincidence you can connect the dots to almost anything right So John Glenn, played by Ed Harris, was in The Right Stuff with Scott Glenn, which was about the space race, which involved the Russians and Jeff Goldblum, who is a Jew uh, and still is a Jew, but he was working for the government and the Russians got a a rocket up first. And that's why they didn't have anything to do with uh, election tampering. See how easy it is to do that? See, that's 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 their currency. That's how it works. There might be one doofus right-wing guy out there going, "That's that makes sense. I got to watch that movie again because, you know, make America great again, right? So anyways, cleared that up. It was an old man's mistake, and I did it twice apparently. Uh, what is the other thing I want to clear up? Oh, yes, I wanted to read this email because this seems a, relatively a, a learning moment for all of us from the Tanya Donnelly episode. I received an email, midwife versus doula. So glad you explored Tanya's doula adventure. Just want to make a friendly addition to your birth movement data bank. Thank you. Because uh, that oddly, that one is not filled up. Mark asked if the doula thing was new and then stated that maybe doula is now what a midwife used to be. Just as... A clarification, midwives are still around. I happen to be one. Midwives are the actual healthcare providers who catch the baby. Doulas are birth assistants who support women during labor, birth, and postpartum, but they are not healthcare providers, and they do not catch babies. Again, thanks for taking the time to explore this with her. We birth workers always love to hear our work being discussed. Kate in San Antonio. Uh, Thank you, Kate, for that clarification, and thank you for catching those babies out there. Got to be out there. Someone's got to be out there catching the babies. Okay, so Lou Malnati. Lou Malnati's pizza. I do this every time I fucking go to Chicago. I got no regrets about it. And here's the interesting thing. Now, you guys have been with me a long time. You've heard me talk to a lot of people, and a lot of times we get along great. And that's it. That's the only time I talk to those people. I'm not uh, I'm not spending time with them. Occasionally I run into them and I don't even know if they necessarily remember we talked or if it had any impact whatsoever. Usually it does. But I think you can also notice when I really get along with somebody out of nowhere, and you might assume that we've met before, but we haven't. I, good examples of this, I think would be Josh Brolin recently, uh, David Harbour uh, and, um, and Tracy Letts. Uh, these are all people that, uh, whose work I enjoy, but but I you know what do, what are you going to do? I don't even have Josh Brolin's email address. I don't have his phone number. I got nothing. I felt like hey, we could be friends, but then I really thought it through. I mean, can we? What am I going to go out to the ranch and hang around? Like I, I don't know. I, I, maybe we could. I mean, we got along good, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't take the first step there to hang out. And also, as you get older, it gets harder, man. It's it's weird to make friends, and I've only got maybe. How many do I have left? I got a few friends, but I haven't rotated them out. And some of them I don't talk to very often. Some of them are mad at me because I don't talk to them. And it's just, you get busy and you just, you got those two or three friends, man. You better keep water in that garden. But anyway, I'm in Chicago and Tracy Letts lives in Chicago. I'm a big fan of Tracy Letts, genius playwright, great actor, just, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, if you listen to it, we got along. So I, I figure, what the fuck? I'll text him. I'll tell him I'm in town. He texts me. He said, "Yeah, let's do it." So we, we went. Me and uh, Tracy Letts went to Lou Malnati's, and um, had a deep dish. Though he, he initially was not. You know, I said, "Do you eat the pizza?" He goes, "No, nah, I don't. See, I, I live here. I that's tourist stuff. That deep dish. But I want you to have a good time." And I'm like, "You don't? How you never eat it? Not even once a year?" Twice a year you don't need it's, like it's tourist stuff. It's like, but it's fucking Lou Malnati's, like the butter crust. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, other people have other opinions, but you're not even telling me that you have another opinion about another place. You're just like, you know, writing the whole thing off as some sort of uh, ride at the Chicago amusement park. But we go, man. We went and um, we had it, had the Lou Malnati salad and then the uh, the the deep dish classic with sausage and cheese for two people, and it, uh, re- constant refills of uh, Diet Coke and uh, iced tea, and we talked for like two hours, a couple hours and change. Had a great time, and it was fucking amazing pizza. He enjoyed the pizza. I don't know if he'll go back again, but what was interesting is we're sitting there, and I got recognized like two or three times like right off the bat, like maybe maybe even four or five times. And I'm not, look, I'm not bragging but it was sort of interesting cuz he get recognized like once or twice sitting at the table then one guy came up and recognized him and that was the third time and then the guy looked at me and goes like oh shit you're that guy from the other thing and that was it was exciting but i started to f- i feel bad because i thought that uh, my count was higher so so i, I told him maybe we should just hang out till it evens out and then go and uh we had a laugh i guess why i'm telling you this is because Sometimes I do become friends with the people I talk to. Most of the time, it's just a good talk. That's all I'm saying. I had a good time in Chicago. Thank you for asking. Joe Coy, uh, like I said, I met him in Montreal. It was interesting this interview because, you know, I saw him in Montreal and, you know, he got an award for the best uh, comedian of the year, I think. He got choked up about it, about his past, about, you know, working with Tiffany Haddish at the Laugh Factory, starting out and stuff. And, you know, he was very emotional. Everyone got a little emotional. Uh, I got a little emotional, but that, you know, that happens. But everyone was a little emotional in accepting their awards or giving awards. It was sort of an emotional night for some reason. He got emotional, Joe Coy did. And then we do this interview and he's talking about his brother and it's a very difficult story, what he went through with his older brother. It's difficult and it's it's a bit harrowing and sad. And while we were talking, <laughs> you know, I, I, I noticed he was sort of like flat-toned about it. You know, it felt like uh, I've been talking to people a long time in here, and I thought, you know, maybe, maybe like uh, there was sort of like it wasn't, the, the emotion wasn't connected to him talking about his brother, which was a sad and, and tragic uh, bit of business. And I, I, didn't, I didn't say anything like, you know, what are you, a sociopath? What's happening? But it di- I did notice it. And I didn't say anything after either, but he told me it's like he said like that stuff about my brother's heavy. I know it's heavy, and I usually get really emotional about it. But today I was just sort of like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not. I'm not going to get emotional about it. And I'm like, I noticed that. <laughs> and out of all the shows, you're not going to get emotional about it. You, you chose this one to to see if you had the 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 metal to to, to not engage emotionally with the sad story. All right. Okay. But uh, it was a it was a a lovely chat. And uh, again, he's currently Joe uh, Joe Coy is currently on his Break the Mold world tour through the end of the year. And this is me talking to Joe Coy. I got to turn this air off. If it gets hot, I'll turn it back on. Perfect. You can take it. No, I'm the guy that hates AC. So so you're against
1: air conditioner in general. I'm from I'm from I, I lived in Vegas. I'm from Seattle originally. Originally. As a policy, you're an anti-AC guy. Anti-AC. <laughs> because oh, the minute I moved, because I went from Seattle to Vegas, yeah. and when I moved to Vegas, I fell in love with that heat. My allergies went away. Oh, yeah? Just everything. I kind of like it, too, and you feel kind of high all the time. Yeah. It's weird. You feel, I don't know, I feel energized. Yeah. When, my- when that sun hits your skin, I'm like, let's go.
0: Man. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm more like, sort of like, oh, let's just slow down. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you want to slow down yeah. with the sun? Yeah,
0: I just want to like when I go to uh, Phoenix, where my brother's from, it's yeah. one hundred and sixteen. Yeah, let's just stay in. And I'm out, no, and I'm outside. I'm like, this is great, but yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to enjoy because like I just get so you, you dehydrate so quickly yeah. that uh, your body's just sort of knocked out. Yeah, and I'm sober, so I like getting a freebie. You know, yeah. so I'll just <laughs> <laughs> let free, it free. Free high from the sun, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But so, like the weird thing with you, uh, in 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 terms of my knowledge of things, like I've always known you're out there. Like yeah. like I know Joe Coy's out there somewhere yeah. and I and I I don't know exactly how he's doing or what he does completely but I know he's doing like a big comic and he's just sort of out there. I know the name. <laughs> I know he's popular but I always like I'm like who who is it? who is that guy? Yeah. And like that was always my thing in terms of like knowing you were out there and I think we we run into into each other over the years. Yeah. But we never worked together really. Did we? Never no. Because like I think I don't know I was already headlining you were already headlining and yeah. we just missed each other somehow I guess well, I, I mean you you were already big in the game I mean, I'm not big I mean no I me, I was known I don't know I think you're probably bigger than me pretty quickly <laughs> that's my feeling it took me a while yeah I so, mean
1: but but Nordstrom Rack doing.
0: Yeah. The tonight show. Do you went to
1: Nordstrom America? No, I was working there. The day of <laughs> Yeah. I and, and this is when Jay was there and you didn't know how big the tonight show was Yeah. yeah. until I got off, you know, the next day and I'm working and pe- like every other customer was like, Oh my god, you were so funny last night. And oh, then, they, like, Can I get this in a size nine? Yeah, like it just brought you back down. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have this in a narrow? That's so funny. The, like you don't want to talk of, about
0: my set? No, no. But it's a fundamental lack of respect that, that people have for comics. They're yeah. just sort of like, oh, nice little thing you did. Yeah. But I'm here to get a shirt. Yeah, if like, you don't mind. They're not the sort of like, you know, why why aren't you out there? Be- no. Care they, less. They don't care. Care less. They think anyone can do it. Yeah. I fucking hate that. Yeah. I got. I fucking hate it too, Mark. And I'm glad you said <laughs> that.
1: I'm so sick of someone coming up to me and like, yeah, there's this guy at the office. He, he's doing comedy too. I don't yeah, give a fuck. Yeah,
0: yeah. He's, he does it on, on office night.
1: That's a, he does, he's hysterical during lunch. I don't give a fuck. I know. This is two different things. I know.
0: Man. But you don't say that to him. No,
1: I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, cool. i like to yeah, him.
0: Best, best of luck to him. <laughs> I, to yeah, luck. I hope it works out I for hope him. I hope it works out. Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really easy. Tell him how easy it is. Oh,
1: yeah. Go to Elko, Nevada for a <laughs> night.
0: But we're, like, we're, like, I didn't know, like, I knew that you were uh, Filipino. Yeah. Half. I get it. Half yeah, half. half. But I, I bet I knew that you played. This is the thing I think in my head is I thought you were an ethnic act mm-hmm. fundamentally. A lot
1: of people did. Yeah, but I. It was so funny because when I first started, I, I chose not to play, the Asian card, for like the first ten years.
0: Yeah, because I already knew I had that in the bag. Oh really? Yeah, I'm like I can do that all day. Might as well mine's the one build the audience and then
1: really. Yeah, like, I mean I'm not going to hone it, a craft my, that I already have. It's right. Like my mom is my 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 go to joke. Yeah. My yeah. whole life. Yeah. So I'm not going to, like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. I already knew I had that. So when I first started, I was going after, like, you know, you know, I was so inspired by, you know, Def Jam and yeah. Eddie Murphy and Richard that, Pryor. That was your thing? I got on the Def Comedy Jam tour. Well,
0: let's go back. So, like, you were, you're, what, your mom's Filipino? My mom's Filipino. My dad's white. He's white. Yeah. Regular Air white. Air Force. Air Force white. Air Force. This specific force type of white. That's the, that's the white.
1: <laughs> the Air Force that's white. That's the white that brought that, that brought
0: uh, <laughs> the half-breeds to America. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes. Like, they went shopping overseas.
1: Yes! <laughs> I, I always say this on stage, Mark. Uh, uh, the, the armed forces is like the original Tinder. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean yeah a lot for, of soldiers were like you know what Korea, yeah, swipe left I'm going to the Philippines for Asian fetish <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, and no disrespect to my mom and dad you know what I mean hey that was no. that was the time it happened you a have lot. to put yourself in that time people don't it's, get it so all right so where did was your dad in war yeah my dad was in the Vietnam War yeah oh really he was part of that yeah so he was flying uh no he was loading. Oh. My dad. My dad had an obsession with cargo planes. It's the weirdest obsession. So he, Don't was, ask me he why. was loading
0: cargo planes. In he Vietnam. loved it.
1: He fucking loved it. See, so he was probably loading bodies. And can I, no. Well, mostly, <laughs> I he he loaded the the uh, the commissary. Oh, so the the food.
0: So he wasn't the, really in the, the, the line tanks. of fire necessarily.
1: Well, I mean, they, yeah, they depend
0: what base he was on.
1: Again. Yeah, it depends on what base, but but the. The cool thing is, I always asked my dad, because he always told me, he goes, I love cargo planes. Yeah. And I always go, dad, you're full of shit. You didn't get a fighter pilot's license, and you wanted to work near planes. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was just being a dick when you were yeah. a kid, until I met his dad, and his dad was like, no, that's all he loved. He, <laughs> cargo he would plane? build cargo planes. Like, the model planes, he'd always buy the big ones. My dad had this obsession on, he didn't understand how a plane could get a tank to another place
0: oh so he's just fascinated he's with...
1: fascinated by that and he became the loader he was he was a master sergeant and he was he loaded the plane loaded the plane and he's so, good at it he's he had a this... fucking packer man he's good and i got that skill set from him <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm not joking you can, you can pack a truck for you, if you gotta move a, bro when, those, when they pick our bags up at the airport and i <laughs> yeah. see him just tossing shit on top i'm like just get the go start the fucking car <laughs> yeah yeah let me
0: let me load this uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> or when you see the, the 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 bags on those like carts before they put them on the plane. Yes. Like, what the fuck? What, what the? What the fuck are mess? you guys doing? Yeah, go on. I can show you. Get your the choice. big square ones first. Put them at the bottom. So did you like? So that's sort of an interesting fascination that he just couldn't get it out of his head that that they could fly tanks. Yeah. So he was fascinated. Very with fascinated. That. But so, like,
1: it's so hard because I try and explain to these kids today, especially my son. Yeah. They they get to see everything on the internet and it's that fast. Yeah. Whereas my dad, it's like. These planes just got built. Yeah. He had to buy a model. Like he, he had bought, to buy a model. Bought, did your kids ever put a model together? Yeah, I used to build. Not my son. Never put them. Are you kidding me? Fuck the they don't world. do that. Fourteen ninety five. You get a, You get one that can fly. with a goddamn <laughs> camera. What the fuck do I like, want glue and paint for, Dad? That's true. You can this get one a this one, little
0: drone. This that... one.
1: This one spies on people, Dad. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, you got to do that in your act. <laughs> it's so true, right?
0: Yeah, it is true. It's
1: so true. But, but these uh, kids
0: are so spoiled. I didn't love models. I never. I don't think I ever got to the point where I actually took the time to paint one. But I no. put a few together. You I know, put, put a, a few that, together that was a, but there were those dudes that would do the paint, paint they would, my dad oh he did it yeah
1: paint them first son paint them on the rack right <laughs> fuck <laughs> I put together a green plane that's yeah, all I had that's it with a green pilot <laughs> give and, a fuck and, I'm not and, painting this and, gray and thing and you still
0: had one piece and you're like oh fuck, oh, fuck. where's that one go so this? how many like how many brothers and sisters do you have man it's it's, it's pretty big
1: really it's, uh, well it's big cause it's I'm the only one that came from my mom and dad so I'm the only half-breed. My mom already came with kids. Oh, really? Yeah. From the Philippines? Yeah. How many? She had my uh, my sister and my brother, Older. Robert and yeah. Rowena. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and, got- then, and then we adopted another one who's, you know, my she runs my business. Where's she from? Gemma, she's from the Philippines. You adopted a Filipino? Yeah. Yeah. And your dad had
0: some, or? Nope. Oh, That's so there's it. four.
1: He had four. He had one, and then the three were like a fucking bonus that
0: he didn't know about. <laughs> they just came with the package. Yeah, was that a surprise package? Oh, by the way, yeah. As they were leaving, I, I mean, forgot to tell yeah, you something. Oh, by the way, um,
1: there's two more, <laughs> <laughs> and we're also getting one more. <laughs> Sorry about that. You know, I shit on my dad a lot, and I don't talk about my dad a lot on on stage because we did. He did get a divorce when we were like when I was like nine, 10.
0: So, oh, so when they, he left,
1: yeah, it was it was a it was partially you know it's, this is a story I figured out on my own, but it's partially due to racism. You know, he came back from the war yeah. with a family. Yeah, you know, what I mean, he's from Buffalo, New York. But and, how did and, he meet your mom? Vietnam. But I mean, I but know. They but they were overseas. She, overseas. And she was in Vietnam. They were in over. Yeah. So they they would do this thing where they hire entertainment out there, and she was part of that. She was part of that package, the as, bands and stuff that go out there.
0: What part of the package was she? No, it's a dancer, an inter- I guess.
1: Dancing package. You didn't, you didn't you know what ask. I mean? Let's you, go. Was she dancing? dancing? Was she playing something? Of, they were
0: part of like a, a group that would okay. sing. Okay, so yeah, let's let's yeah. get into that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 um, I'm so curious. You, you never asked. Like, what yeah. exactly? What kind of entertainment was it? You yeah, know?
1: my dad told me, and it was part of that whole. Like, they always had entertainers so c- there, come oh, over. There a and lot sing. of them. The yeah. Filipinos are amazing singers. That's why yeah. my sister's a singer. Isn't a singer-, singer from Journey Filipino? Journey. Yeah, we, we're that's our thing, man. We're we're great for like. Uh, what is it called when you when you imitate a song? What is cover cover band? Oh, cover band. Notorious for cover band. So that's that was what right, my mom people was love. That guy from Journey, Ar- Arnel Panetta, man, you know him. I met him twice. He's a Filipino. Filipino, guy? Filipino. He's about four eight.
0: Yeah, he just sings the shit out of those Journey songs, and he runs. Yeah, runs. What do you mean he's, he runs around? He runs around the runs around it, the stage. It, yeah, huh. and
1: and he's running a mile a minute, man, and it's it's pretty it's pretty impressive to see someone that can hold a note, especially that that range. That's basically my introduction into entertainment because my mom, when she came to the stage, when they divorced, you know, I say this on stage. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not trying to do shit that I do on stage, but what I say is, you know, before Facebook and MySpace yeah. and, and Instagram, you know, we're talking about 71, 72, 73. Yeah. My mom had to find other Filipinos right. to associate with. Sure. She had to build a community, yeah. man. She was yeah. walking up to Mexicans, Filipino. She didn't fucking know. <laughs> Did you she, know what I mean? She and started she a built, clubhouse? She, she started like a small group of Filipinos, and, and you know what, what I mean? In, in, and it was a group. They called themselves the Filipino American was this? Association. Where? It was in uh, Tacoma, Washington.
0: So your dad came back and moved. He
1: was stationed in Tacoma. Yeah, we we, we went everywhere: Masawa, Japan. You know, it was military. So every three years, we're but moving. In your memory, Louis. what do you
0: remember? Which ones?
1: Ah, uh, man, Tacoma is what I always go to. That's so. He that's ended my... up in
0: Tacoma, and the Philippines he...
1: was also good too. I remember the Philippines. Oh yeah, not too much, but I I, I was there for six years.
0: But, okay, so you're in Tacoma, and yeah. and that's when you remember growing up? How old were you when you started growing that's,
1: that, up? That is, like, it's so funny because that's, like, the time of my life where it just started to, like, everything fell apart. You know what I mean? Our family fell apart. When you're you are know,
0: like, nine. Yeah, I was like 10. 10. 10, Yeah, and you were in you were 10, in 11. the Philippines. You've been to Japan, but you don't remember it. Don't remember. And now that. you're up. Don't in remember the, St. Louis. Now you're up in the woods. Now we're now like we're in the, the Pacific Northwest. cold
1: fucking woods. I'm sorry if I'm cursing. It's all right. good Just cold, raining all the time. Yeah, depressing.
0: Yeah, it's heavy up there. Uh, my
1: I, my brother, you know, he's he's dealing with a. Uh, you know, we, we, that's when we find out that it's, it's severe schizophrenia. Oh, really? And he's Yeah. It was, it, it got bad in St. Louis and then it, it, how old was he when it hit? Oh man, it hit right away. That's why, you know, I was trying to tell you that like, I understand why my dad left. He's a great guy. I shitted on him for a long time. Yeah. But the, the older you get, you start to understand someone's story. Sure. Like, I don't need my dad to tell me. I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're 28 and you marry a woman with two kids. Yeah. One's eight. And yeah. then, right around twelve, he becomes—he's—he's he's schizophrenic. He's beating the shit out of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get why you left. Yeah. I get it. Okay. I respect you. I told him that. I, yeah. I respect you. I get it. And to this day, he still visits my brother the most out of all of us. Visit- you go to—you go to the logbook at the hospital. You'll see
0: my dad's name there.
1: Your schizophrenic brother, is in- yeah. he's in the
0: hospital. How yeah. old is he now?
1: He's—he's uh, our—he's my eldest. He's fifty-one. So Wait, shit, he's a little older, fifty-two. Uh huh. So, did they diagnose it uh, re- correctly early on? No, I mean, it's also that time, you know, Mark? Like, yeah. Um, that time was uh, 1978. So they, they didn't know. They didn't know. You know, and he's just a kid. I still remember that vividly. What did he, do? When he He said he was a tiger and he was trying to fight my dad, and my mom put me in the room. And I remember laying there and, and they were just calling the cops and trying to contain him. And 12. Yeah, it was about yeah. twelve, uh-huh. and that was it. That was the start of it. And it was he it believed never he was a, never looked back. He believed he was a tiger. Yeah, it was bad. It was about like one in the morning, two in the
0: morning. It was, it was bad, man. I like that it was sort of a, an, an animal that was probably more indigenous to like uh, Asian culture <laughs> yeah. than <laughs> yeah than
1: a fucking grizzly bear. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> he chose a tiger. He chose a fucking tiger. <laughs> he <laughs> said
1: that too. I'm a fucking tiger, Dad. I'm yeah. a fucking tiger. It was. Oh. It was rough, man. He was all lit up. He's
0: a good guy too, man. Well, how long did it take? Uh, like, what was the wrangling process? How long did they did it take to, to get him diagnosed or get him in the hospital? Or it was get it was in? a lot
1: of cops, all a lot through, of cops at the house, a oh, lot like of beatings. on and off. You mean, off and on? I mean, we. I mean, you didn't know. Nah, you couldn't fuck with my brother, man. It's a small guy, tiny. Uh, he'll fight six, seven cops. It, it you could not contain that guy so he will punch my dad he'll knock my dad's block off all the time really yeah man punch my mom in the eye I remember when she came to the school with a black eye I was like god damn man and th- when did they finally institutionalize him how old was he you know it, you the the state can only hold somebody like that for so long so long because it's uh, the hospital gets filled yeah quite often my brother's very smart he knows how to play the system so he'll get out yeah. and then he'll start a fight He'll rob. He'll do whatever it takes to go back in. Uh-huh. And that's always been my brother's hustle. But wait, he'll, wait, he'll, he doesn't
0: like being out, but he wants to he, get out? He wants to get out, but when he's out, he knows he needs to get in. Yeah, because he's... a. Can't, there's a shower there. There's food. You right, know what I mean? Uh, so he's on and off the streets kind of guy? Yeah. and yeah. Then,
1: But my brother it's it's hard man yeah, i
0: it's can't hard. imagine
1: but don't they have I shot that special and uh to come my sisters are like let's go visit robert i'm like it's gonna bring
0: me in a different space man oh before the special yeah you I'm gotta like, wait i can't yeah you know yeah it's tough and and but he's he's in a place now that he can stay
1: no he'll get out <laughs> <laughs> he'll get out it's just that it's you know what i mean it's it's a routine mark right and what does he do? Live on the streets? He'll live on the street. Uh, they'll put him in a group home, and then he'll get into a fight, and then the, they'll arrest him, and then the judge will put they him They can't in. get him on medicine for schizophrenia, though? Like, does he still- My, my brother's case is worse than anyone can imagine. It's, mm. it's pretty bad. So he's- delu- you can, We can call my brother right now, and he'll start off as robber, and then he'll just go somewhere else. and then so it's, And it's hard to get off the phone.
0: Oh, really? Because, yeah. like, he's talking about other worlds? Yeah. He's delusional. It just, it'll go somewhere else. Oh, that's and, sad. Yeah, it is. It in is. your whole sad. life, it was just sort of that. Yeah. And your dad, you feel like, in retrospect... Well, I hated like, my dad. Yeah, for leaving.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I hated his parents. That's why I call him his parents. You know, I, I never had uh, a relationship with his parents. And and he knew that. He cried. My dad cried, too. He, he said it was the time. It, You know what I mean? Like, I was... I get it. And then... So I never had a relationship with that side of the family. I don't know anyone on that side of the family. Because you left it at nine, yeah, I was ten. I think ten. I was ten, and and it just sucked. Yeah. And so my mom raised me, and then my aunts raised me. My aunt named me Jokoi. Like you know what I mean? Like like that's so, that's where it all came from.
0: So in Tacoma, your dad takes off, your mom creates the Filipino American <laughs> not
1: It's so I'm sorry, I, I did say that she didn't create it. She became part of it they, yeah. they they founded like this yeah. group together it was called right. the Filipinos and she's still friends with a lot of them to this day and uh but yeah that's we they would hire uh they would rent out the Knights of Columbus Hall yeah it was I don't know if you know what that is it's, sure. it's called the Knights of Columbus yeah. Hall rented every Sunday And you know, these families, each family would bring like some type of Filipino food because there was no Filipino restaurants out there. So everyone would bring some type of food and there'd be a big table and it was potluck. And and of course they'd make the kids entertain. And that was my sister and I would do the most of the entertaining. I would would dance and my sister would sing. Really? uh, Every Sunday, yeah. Were there other kids? There were other kids, yeah. So everybody's hanging out being Filipino. Yeah, man. Being Filipino, that's so good. Yeah, that's
0: exactly what was going on. And that's why that was the culture that I identified with the most. Yeah, because you grew up in it. There was a big Filipino uh, community in Eagle Rock. Yeah, yes. Huge. And and I remember that they opened a Filipino restaurant that I went to once, and then it didn't stay open, but it was I never had anything like it. I don't remember any of it, but it was sort of challenging. The yeah. food, <laughs> really? Well, no, I mean, like, I, I got to get you some good food, man. Our chicken adobo is amazing. Oh yeah, okay, that's good. That, that yeah. seems reasonable. Soy this,
1: sauce with vinegar and a little yeah. bit of garlic. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Can't but beat it. But this seemed
0: a little, it, it seemed a little different. There was some different dish where I was sort of like that's interesting. I never had that before. Yeah, the, the, our weird dishes, I, I don't like to eat. We, really, like, uh,
1: yeah, but that, everyone has it. It's yeah. like uh, you got the you got the dinigawans and, yeah. and stuff like yeah. What's that? That's, that's heavy. That's that's the, the intestines and stuff. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. Right. I'm not, I'm not it's always that kind of
0: stuff: brains, intestines. And? But the old timers eat it. Yeah, man. People that are, come from poverty have to eat it. <laughs> and if they're not in poverty anymore, it reminds them that. It reminds them. Yeah.
1: It reminds them out. of be. A...
0: They're out. <laughs> yeah, and now exactly. we're eating it because it makes us feel like we did when we were kids. Yes, man. It was what made us feel better this back is what, then. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, This is the best thing we could get. <laughs> this is all we can get. Yeah, that's right. For this much money. The intestines. But you have money now. I know. I know, but it makes us feel comforted. Yes. So it was Tacoma the whole time.
1: Tacoma is uh, where my dad retired, and and that's where they got divorced, and uh, yeah, that's where it all started for me. Well, how'd you? Well, what were you doing there? Were you uh, uh, just finishing or school, just hanging out? I was a deerling. Yeah, you're shitty. <laughs> I was shitty. I you was were? Uh, no, no. I was a. Uh, I was a good kid. Yeah, I was, but I was very. Uh, I was the only kid. I was the youngest kid. Yeah, and. uh you know, like I said, my brother was in and out of the house and getting, you know, getting but arrested. that's just
0: insanity. So, like, he took up a lot of the emotional time yeah. of the rest of the family. Exactly. Managing your schizophrenic brother. Yeah. So, like, you know, you're in that weird position where you got to resent him for being sick. Yeah. And then I'm resenting my dad for being- For not being there. So, everybody's- just, So, I imagine everyone's just dealing with Robert, the schizophrenic. Yeah. And that took up a lot of energy. That took a lot of energy. Oof. Yeah. And so, I
1: just found myself- uh you know, I knew I was the funniest guy all the time. So that's what you did to I, make
0: sense of things.
1: Yeah, like man, keep I your loved head up. it. Yep. Yeah, and I, and I was addicted to stand up. I couldn't get enough of it, man. Is that how you escaped when you were a uh-huh. kid from the chaos? Yeah, you'd watch. who yep. Who were your guys? Uh, all of them. I, my favorite, of course. You know, this is back when you had the, uh, the VHS, tapes. VHS tape,
0: yeah, and uh, VHS. you just put the
1: tape over the uh, yeah over whatever it was, and yeah. then you could record. And then you put it to extended play. You could put, you know, yeah. put three or four on yeah. there. And uh, I had one. My mom just got HBO. And of course, it had uh, Bill Cosby himself yeah. on there. Yeah. It had uh, Robin Williams' Life from the Met. Whoopi Goldberg, Around the World in 18 Motherfucking Days. Uh, Delirious was yeah. on there. Uh, and then uh, and then I started getting uh, the other stuff that you could rent at these videotape stores. My friend uh, Alan Portugal had a video store rental card. Mm-hmm. and Because uh, Blockbuster wasn't out yet. Right. And that's when I got Richard and right. uh
0: you just so a family-owned video story. Yeah. yeah and yeah, i would yeah. get
1: richard and i got carlin and then uh and then my addiction just started getting worse and worse and then dennis wolfberg
0: oh, yeah. uh, brian regan i yeah. love the
1: storytellers man yeah so dennis wolfberg was like one of my favorites great man. yeah i loved it yeah those. i couldn't get enough of that guy just yeah. the way he would open yeah. his eyes when he would deliver yeah. something and
0: was wild
1: yeah it was yeah. great man and uh It Just the list goes on. I got to see, you know, Chris Rock. You know, before he did bring the pain, and you
0: went. So you're going to
1: shows. Richard Jenny. Yeah, I was going to it. Yeah, Yeah, when you were in high school. This is no after high school. That's when I started uh, going to the shows in Vegas. Oh wait. So when when did you get end up in Vegas? Eighty nine. Okay. Yeah. So your mom moved down there. Yeah. Everybody moved down there. Why? Uh, My grandmother had cancer. Oh. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> it always goes to a depressing stage. I'm sorry, Mark. It's all right, but yeah. So you, so you packed had up cancer, the, and we the, all
0: left the sisters and the schizophrenic brother. Yep, we all moved. You all went into a car. Yeah, and, and home- then
1: my brother was only there for about three months, uh, not three days into the trip, because uh, Oh fuck, he didn't even make it. <laughs> he didn't even make it. He didn't. He got yeah. My mom and him got into a fight in a diner. And my mom gave him all his money. He demanded all the money, all her cash. And she just, she was so fed up. She just gave him whatever the cash she had. And that was it. That's all we saw. That's all we saw of Robert. And you left him? Yeah. And I'm probably mixing up a story here and I'm sorry, but okay. that, that's my brain. It's all over the place. So you're, 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 but that was the last time my mom spoke to my brother. and uh, on, the know, way, now, on the way to Nevada. Yeah. That was it. Huh. That was it. She she wrote him off after that. She was wow. like, I can't deal with it anymore. I need to live my life. It's and, a lot of drama for a trip. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially going to fun cities like Vegas. Yeah, and, well, yeah, but your grandma's sick. That was the last time my mom and brother spoke. Yeah, you know, she'll occasionally call him every now and then on the phone. But, but she, he's up in Tacoma. He yeah, may, may he, he back. went back to Tacoma, and that was it. Wow. And I'm kind of happy
0: she did that. It's hard.
1: Yeah, because she didn't want, she was, we were always yelling at her, like, just let him go. Like, why do you keep bringing him back? Why do you keep opening the door? Can't help him. Yeah. And then finally she's like, I'm done. So Uh so we were like, thank God, man. Wow. So so you go from the, the woods to the desert. And that was that was everything for me, man. I was, was so good. depressed in Seattle.
0: Yeah, I was
1: depressed in Tacoma, man. All yeah. I had was my comedy tapes, man. So you were in Seattle or Tacoma? Well, Tacoma. But yeah. anyone from Tacoma says they're yeah. from Seattle. That's yeah. just
0: how it is. Oh, wait, because you don't
1: want to sound like a hillbilly. No, because when you say when you say you're from Tacoma, they're like, "Where the fuck is that?" And then you go, okay. "Seattle." Oh, uh-huh. why don't you say that? So I just yeah. said, "Okay."
0: <laughs> so so Nevada was like uh, Nirvana to you, huh? It was just sort of like I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Just got to see sun for the first time. I was playing basketball
1: at one o'clock in the morning because they had twenty-four hour parks that are Just, lit yeah. and brand new. Yeah, and Safeway was open twenty-four seven, and streets were
0: perfect. Yeah, and this
1: is before anybody else. This is the barrage hasn't even been built yet. Uh huh. So if you can imagine that kind of vague.
0: right, right. It was it was, it was MGM Grand time. was still there. MGM
1: Grand was still there before they knocked that thing down. Yeah, because it was called the Marina or something like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was my, uh, I loved it, man. You, how old were you when you moved there? I was
0: 18. But so we start, I remember when I saw you accept the, uh, what was it? Comedian of the year award? stand up comic of the year. Yeah. stand up comedian of the year. At Montreal yes. that you had told the story about going to see who was it? Eddie, yeah. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Was yeah. that in Vegas? That was in
1: Seattle. That was in Seattle. Oh, it was. It was 1987. Oh, so right before you moved? Yeah. And and I, and I took my mom's credit card and bought it online. Ticketmaster. You had to call. Yeah. You had to call it. Yeah. So I called with used her, my mom's credit card. Know,
0: did she know you took it? She
1: she knew I was going to get something for Eddie Murphy. She thought it was a movie. Oh okay. Yeah. So you know she doesn't know Eddie Murphy does yeah. stand up. Right. And then then as she's driving, like where the fuck are we watching this movie? <laughs> <laughs> right, <yeah>. tr- <laughs> so that was like we're going. I'm going to a concert. I brought my friend William. Yeah, so she had to drop us off in Seattle and just drive around for a couple hours. And and that was the first. Was that the first live show? That you was saw? the first live. And I had to beg my friend William to go because no one knew. Stand, kids didn't like stand up back right, then, man. Right. That wasn't a thing. That's something your dad did. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I
0: get that. Yeah, and
1: uh, and I I could I had to beg William to go. He's like, what stand? I don't want to see him. What, what, what are you is like? sixteen. Yeah, I was like sixteen. Yeah, and uh, we were like twelve rows from the stage. Man, that concert! Did you like it, your friend? Yeah, of course. Did you? Do you know that concert raw? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't get to go. You didn't go to it. it, Yeah, but it was all arenas. Yeah, you know he played. It was where the Sonics played. Yeah, you know the the red screen where he's they show a silhouette and he's holding the roses that that was a video screen that played all his hits all like all his characters on snl Uh and all his movies and it was just to music and it was just speeding up faster and faster faster and bam it turns red and he's standing behind it and i fucking shit myself i was like is this really happening yeah and then it pulls up slowly and it's eddie yeah and i'm looking around there's twenty thousand people just cheering i it was over with man (laughs) i'm like that's i gotta do that (laughs) he had a black leather suit on with no t-shirt yeah he had driving gloves on. Yeah, leather driving gloves, the kind that of, you know that that the Velcro right here by yeah. the, and then a diamond ring over the ring, uh, like yeah. over the the. I was like, this fucking guy, man. <laughs> and he just killed for like killed. an hour and a half. It was like two hours, really. Yeah, it's like two hours or something. Like that. Yeah, it was it was amazing. So, Paul Mooney opened for him. Holy shit! Yeah, he had a pink fedora on. He sure. sat on the stool for like forty minutes. Did all right? Fucking crushed, man. Yeah. You know, I've never seen anything like that. You've
0: probably worked with Paul, haven't you? Oh, yeah, I worked yeah. with
1: Paul. But, uh, you know, that's at that Laugh Factory
0: and sure, stuff like sure. that. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I milled for him once in Sacramento. How'd that go? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I learned about Paul, though, is because Sack. You know, I, I remember him like from being a doorman at the comedy store, seeing him yeah. close enough, so I knew who he was, and I knew that you know he had found this new life with Chappelle and everybody, and yeah. you know Eddie respected him and Richard, obviously. But you work with him in SAC, which is not really—it was not a black crowd, no. You know, it's just that punchline up there, yeah, right next to the garden e L- Wall. right mall, next to Arden, the Arden Bed yeah. Bed Store, yeah, 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 right, exactly, the mattress store mm-hmm. in the fucking mall, and uh, you know. Is that like he's doing, when he's with white audiences, You know, he'll do like, you know, he'll do uh, two hours or more sometimes. Yeah. So the thing is, is like, if you don't think you're racist, he'll find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll find it in you. That's his trick. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like, because it's all driven that way. Yeah. So you may think you're open-minded, but some of those white audiences are like, what the fuck? Yeah. How much of this shit do we got to tell you? And I thought it was kind of genius. Yeah. And he sits there with the calmest posture, man. Oh, I know, I, I know. Does Look at, at him. Look at you all. Look at you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> He's something else, man. So, all right. So, so that blew your mind, but you didn't have a plan after that. You were sort of like, "How do I do comedy?" Yeah,
1: I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea. When, did when you call figure it? that I yeah. called. <laughs> I just, I just started calling. I called all the comedy clubs and said I could do stand-up.
0: In Tacoma or Seattle? No, no, in... in uh, when you got down when there. When I got you, to Vegas. Yeah, to figure out what you had to do. Yeah. You want to start. Yeah. And just, where'd they lead you? To Sharipa? To nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. No one's got it open. Sharipa
1: would never... And I would call him the most because he was the only one that would answer. <laughs>
0: Everyone
1: else would like send me the voicemail, but for some reason, Sharipa would always answer the calls. <laughs> yeah. And I would end up talking to him. And then one day he was like, hey, look, kid, go to L.A., get an act. And then come back to me, yeah. That's... But uh, we don't have open mics here, all right, kid. But yeah. he knew because I would make up different names every time I call him. <laughs> yeah. I make up names all the time. Glenn, why? I'm was...
0: Glenn Herbert. Yeah, why? What Were you asking him?
1: I was just. I, I would be like, if you have a fallout, I can do. I can MC whatever you yeah. want. All oh, just... right,
0: but you had not been on stage, never.
1: <laughs> 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 I'd Never been on stage, man. Yeah, and then uh, and then I found out about. Uh, uh, this competition was called The Biggest Fool and it was at the Tropicana Comedy Stop do you remember that?
0: yeah a little f- bit
1: it's now it's now the Laugh Factory
0: but back then it was called The Comedy Stop I know that room yeah yeah, yeah. Harry Basil Harry Basil yeah right he was yeah. the owner right? yeah he owns it some part he's got some part of it yeah yeah
1: and then uh, he had this thing called The Biggest Fool Competition uh-huh. and what it was is two open micers go head to head during a regular show during the month of March and then you just keep eliminating Whoever wins that competition becomes the, the biggest fool, which is April Fool's Day. You get to open up for a headliner. Oh, get Well, so you get to, get to, you get to uh, MC or some shit for a headliner.
0: So they throw you on during a regular show? Yeah. Two open micers. Two open micers. Back to head- back yeah. for what, three minutes? Three minutes in between the feature. Oh, and the headliner, man. Or no, before the feature. Right. Yeah. Oh, right after the opener. Yeah, We're right going to start off with yeah. something a little
1: unique. Yeah, you're going to love this, you guys. Mm. These guys, if you think they're going to suck, they yeah. are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's how you yeah. started? No. And if you don't laugh, remember, they're not comics. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Here they are. Here they are. <laughs> How'd you do? I, I, I bombed so bad.
0: Really? Yeah. What were you so doing? Bad.
1: I can't remember. Just you sex really jokes, can't remember? dick oh, really? jokes. Everything. So
0: you, weren't, you didn't start with a character or a story? Nah. Or just, no. Just right to dick jokes. Yeah. Nothing.
1: Nothing. Had nothing. Didn't win. <laughs> didn't get past a minute. I remember I remember the routine I wrote. I was like, this is at least thirty-five minutes. How do I scale this down to three? He freaked out. Shit. Thirty seconds in. You're just like, I'm done. Oh, heart in my mouth. <laughs> do you remember It's the I, worst? I wanted to die, Mark. I still remember Oof. that feeling. It's the worst. It was the worst feeling. It was packed.
0: because you spent like a month thinking about it. Yeah. And then you get up there and you're just like <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> and you know what was crazy, Mark? Is seeing the back of the stage. Cause you yeah. only see the front.
0: Yeah. Oh, you mean behind, like the green? Yeah. Room when or whatever. you're backstage, you was just like, it was like, oh my god, I'm really here. I love that part of our business. I love it. I love when you walk through the guts of theaters. Yeah. Like, oh, this is show business. Oh, so sick. Like, look at the it. kitchen. Look at yeah. people working in the kitchen. Look at this. They got real jobs. Yeah. I'm gonna go fucking fool some people for <laughs> an hour. <laughs> I just love that part of it. Even when you do TV and you're yeah. just the guys holding the holding the curtain, you're like, what's yeah. up, man? Yeah. We're about yeah. to go on TV. Yeah, man. Make sure they don't see your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I always wanna see like I see like you know, over the years like you know you see the same guys doing that, like on Conan, I've done it a lot. Yeah, but I always look at him and go, I got nothing, man. I got nothing. <laughs> Mark Marin. Oh shit. And now he, he looks at me and goes, What do you got? I'm like, Nothin', got Nothing. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> I, I loved it, man. I was addicted. Yeah. So how did you then make your how, My how,
1: sister, like I said, she's a singer and she became a lounge jack in the in Vegas. What hotel? Uh, every single one every uh-huh. single one she's got a mouth on her too yeah. so it got to the point where my dad and I would always go when do you think Rowena will get fired because right. she always got fired from bands uh-huh but then another band would hire cuz she could sing oh, she was good. so yeah. good uh and then she entered this competition called Starmania which uh-huh. was basically like Star Search but it was like the bootleg version and uh i go watch her do a competition yeah and there's a comedian that she's going up against oh yeah who's that I don't even remember. Oh. All I remember is he took his pants up and he had glow in the dark pants. Oh. And I remember him going, I need the I need this uh, spotlight guy to turn off the house lights. Yeah. <laughs> turn off the lights. Yeah. And then he pulled his pants down and d- yeah. I fucking remember that. Like he had this yeah. glow in the dark pants. Yeah. And my sister was like, She didn't even know I was trying to be a comedian. Right. And she's like, You should be doing this. Yeah. This guy's fucking stupid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. But like she it.
1: had no idea I was trying to pursue stand up oh. at all. Well, and then I entered that contest. Oh, you did? Yeah, behind her back, she had no idea. Yeah, I don't think
0: the glowing pants guy made it. No, not at all. No, <laughs> no, no. that was no. it for him. No. I don't think he had another thing in him. He didn't even the have a chance glow- on the biggest fool competition. <laughs> How do you
1: get to the glowing pants? got open with it. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was there was a buildup. Yeah. <laughs> so you so you entered that competition. Yep. And I still remember the the bar that because what they did is the star mania would book these. This show, the Starmania show, at local bars, and Mm. then the whole catch was, yeah, if you could just let Starmania be here on a Tuesday, and all these people that enter the competition always bring people, people, and it'll fill your bar. Yeah. So I got on this one show, and it was on Tropicana and Eastern. The bar's still there. Yeah. And and the and the stage is still there. I just went and looked at it the other day. Oh really? Oh yeah, man. I got all I got all teary eyed. I was like, oh shit. Oh, you were just in town? Yeah. I was just. Well, I, I bought a house out
0: there too. Oh, you did? Yeah. So you live there?
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I live here. Yeah, but uh, I have a fuck, Mark. I have a restaurant out there too. Yeah. So if you want to eat, just go to my restaurant. Filipino
0: food? No, it's Japanese. You bought a Japanese restaurant I bought, in Vegas. <laughs> a Japanese. What's restaurant. What's it called? Joe Koi's. It's called it's called Yoje. The OJ? Yeah, Yoje. Did you buy it with partners? Uh, I did, and then I bought them all out. You did. Yeah. You're doing all right? Yeah. Okay. It's doing good. So you're a restaurant owner. Yeah. Why the fuck do show business people get into restaurants? I don't know. It's a weird I, thing. It's
1: it's fun for me because it was a passion project. And I you just like love it. eating, yeah. And my sister
0: runs it. You know, it's fun. Oh, so the younger sister, yeah, Gemma. Oh, she, that's what she does for you. She, she well, runs she runs. A, oh, she runs my shit too. She runs your your business, my business. Yeah, everything. And, oh, everything, Joe Coy, and the restaurant, and the restaurant, and it's popular restaurant. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Where do you get now? It's a sushi restaurant? No, it's just Shabu Shabu. Oh, so it's like the, the Kobe the beef and yeah, all yeah. that. Yeah. And is it on the strip and the other strip? Or?
1: It's off the strip by my house, Summerlin.
0: Oh, so it's by your house. Yeah. So, so you can just drive down the street to yeah. your restaurant from your house. <laughs> yes. And you have a house out here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Shit. <laughs> where, where do you keep the kids?
1: Uh, My son, my my, mom, my my uh my ex and I, you know, I made sure that she lives right next to me. In so Vegas? No, she 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 lives here in LA. Okay. So I have a house, and then I I moved her right like literally five minutes. I'm assuming you get along. Oh, of course. Oh good. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want our relationship to be like my mom and dad's. I didn't yeah. want I want I want a good relationship with her. And did you end it? We both did. Oh okay. Yeah, we knew that it wasn't right. Okay. But we
0: knew we had to be good parents. So 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 now you live down the street from each other. Yep. And then when you want, you can just go to your other house in Vegas and <laughs> shabu shabu. Yeah. When you need a break. Yeah. Okay.
1: And I do need that break, man. <laughs> you do too. Don't even act. No, I know. I People know. don't know how hard this is. Well, yeah. You, when you're self-employed, you never
0: really stop working. No. Yeah. And when we do stop working, we think about, yeah, what do we fuck, we do? should be working. I know. What do we got to do? <laughs> yeah. do the thing. But, you know, you. I mean, you run a, a pretty big operation, but like bef- but, like, before. But let's get from- so, you, you... so I entered that competition.
1: Yeah. And I bombed again. Yeah. I lost to a Lionel Richie impersonator. Oh. Yeah. And uh, and I love that guy. I wish I, I knew his name because um, I was working at a shoe store that day, and I remember the same thing. I was like, I got too many jokes here. <laughs> and I don't even remember, in my head, I envisioned the manager calling, going, this kid, you got to see him, like like a movie moment. Yeah. That's what I envisioned. Sure. Fuck, it didn't happen. I, I tanked right when I got on stage and sat next to the guy that went up before me, the Lionel Richie guy. And uh, for some reason, I couldn't leave. I should have left. You know what I mean? It yeah. was so bad. I was getting heckled. Really? Yeah, it was so bad. And then um, I wasn't even 21. It was yeah. a bar. Yeah. I think I was like 18, 19. Mm-hmm. i like penciled in my mustache, everything, oh, to get in. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have an ID. And uh, I remember they asked me if I wanted anything to drink. And I was like, no, 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 because I didn't want to get carded. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and he was like, hey, man, you got really good stage presence. Uh-huh. I remember
0: him saying that. Yeah. And that was it. Like, why? Did he say it like Lionel Richie?
1: <laughs> yeah, he went hello,
0: <laughs> but
1: he did. He did, he said that, and I remember. I, I, I okay, okay, I got it. Yeah, I got it, man. You got that. I got, part. I got stage presence. Yeah, and he wasn't lying. Yeah, he goes, you have it, man. You got something up there, man. There's something about you, man. Yeah, uh, just just work on your 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 jokes. Write yeah. some more jokes, and he wasn't a comedian, but he said the right shit to me. Yeah. Because I wanted wanted to quit that day. I remember going home. My mom and stepdad were on the couch, and I was all dressed up in a tie and had the fake mustache. And my mom was like, where were you? (laughs) Where did you go, Joseph? Yeah. And I couldn't tell her. Uh Uh-huh. I just went right to my room. So where'd she pick up the stepdad? Vegas? Uh, Tacoma. Oh. Another military guy. And I love this guy. He beat the shit out of my brother. So that was the most amazing thing I've ever witnessed. Robert. Yeah, because I've never seen anyone throw hands with my brother before so your dad splits your mom gets a new guy and new that guy, guy. and him. she's still with them to this day they've been together 30 shit 35 years and she took care and he beat the shit out of robert beat the shit out of robert when he kicked the door down uh-huh yeah and that was good when i saw that i was like fucking superman's living with us <laughs> oh man i yes. dare you to come to this house now robert i mean imagine being so he really imagine tar- being bullied and you know, terrorized, terrorized your by whole your fucking schizophrenic life. Schizophrenic brother. Yeah. So, how old were you when she married that guy? Oh god, she married him later. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? I was like
0: twenty-one when oh, she yeah. married
1: him, but they were together since I was like 16, 17. Oh,
0: okay, yeah. I get it. Oh wow, so that so he stepped in, huh? Yeah. All right, so it still doesn't sound like you're getting it together on the standard. No. Nope. When does that click? No, it takes a long time.
1: Well, wh- but how you- long did it take you?
0: You're a fucking god, by the way. So uh, how did it happen? Like when same did you? Way, you know, like back when I, but, but I was in, I started basically in, in Boston, there were open mics at mm-hmm. clubs. That was the only option. Yeah. You know, it was to find the clubs that had open mics and then, you know, do them. Yeah. So like I was doing open mics and, uh, you know, I was out here for a year doing, I was a non-paid regular at the comedy store when I was like 21 or 22. Yeah. And I got fucked up and went back to Boston where I went to school, started doing open mics, got a, you know, 10, got like 15, 20 minutes together, entered a contest in 88 and uh came in second but it was enough to get me opening work at one-nighters so i kind of pulled together 25 30 minutes and i was driving to shitholes to do to open for two-man shows yeah so that's like that's how i avoided that's how i just went became like on the regular road more of a feature act because i did that work the first work i got was like all right you're driving to maine you're opening for uh for kevin knox (laughs) Yeah. You know, Yeah. Uh, you need to do twenty five to 30. you gotta do thirty minutes, he's gonna do forty five and you gotta pick him up. Oh man. <laughs> how of many of those have I had? Right. That's how I that's how I started. Oh man. But once I got going, then you just have no choice. You gotta get the fucking time together. Yeah. Well, you were blessed because you lived in a in a big city that, well, that it was a one that night, had open mics. It was yeah, but also had those one nighters. Like at that time, those those rooms, like there was the road road. Yeah. But then Boston, like there were three guys that booked like, you know, just and grill, you know, and yeah. bowling alleys and fucking hotels. Yeah, they they bo- they were booking agencies for one nighters all over New England. Yeah, so you got in with them and you could fucking if you did it, if you pulled it off, you could work every week and make yeah. a little change. You know, yeah, you weren't going to get famous, but yeah. you were paying your, well, you paying your, yeah.
1: That's but but Vegas heard. Vegas was all about pro show. Pro shit. Yeah. Even those those shows, the the comedy clubs were seven seven days a week. Yeah. So the the, the headliners worked from Monday to Sunday. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Right. And they would do they would do two on Thursday, two on Friday, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. It's like
0: yeah. Like they just want people in and out. In and out. They Get would com- just-
1: they would rather comp the room just to keep people in their casino. Right. So those shows were always packed. But not great audiences necessarily. Horrible. They were just trying to kill time or they were miserable because they have nothing else to go to. The worst. The worst crowd. So
0: how do you start getting on?
1: I, you know, it took a while. uh, And then eventually I found uh, a coffee house that started doing open mics. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah. Like a variety show? No, no. They were doing straight straight stand up. Straight stand up. And then, uh, and that's, that's where it took off. It was called Buzzy's Cafe. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh, and that's when I I noticed a lot of my coworkers were coming to see me. Right. And then from then, I started meeting other comics that were opening up other rooms. Like now, s- this slow. Oh, so the comic open mind, shows. It right. started opening up like right. this world. I started seeing it. What and year then, are we talking? Oh man, ninety, ninety two, uh-huh. ninety three. Uh huh. And then, uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then that's how I met. You know, this, you know, how it is. This yeah. comic has right. a room over here, and but they all started having rooms, and I started making a hundred here, a hundred there, and Rob, uh, this one guy, Rob was uh, kind of like a uh headliner that, but only did the B rooms, you know what I mean? In Idaho. And uh-huh. and he right. took me to open for him. And uh, there was another guy that wrote for Sinbad and, and he took me and I had to pick him up just like you said, yeah. and I had to drive. Right. <laughs> I remember I was, uh, it was in Elko, Nevada. And uh, I remember I was getting $100 for, uh, a hundred bucks for a night, but I, I had to pay for my own gas and I had to drive him back. <laughs> yeah. it, it was so fucked. And I remember <laughs> I had care. to make a decision. I had to make a decision. Do I eat tonight or do I save this money for breakfast tomorrow yeah. because I want to go home with something. Yeah. I just wanted to go home with like 30 bucks. Right. Just so I could show my mom I made money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if I would have ate dinner and ate breakfast, I would have went home with like five bucks. Right. For sure. Yeah. But I wanted to go home with something, so I remember that. Oh, fuck, man. Elko, <laughs> Nevada, man. Yeah. Red yeah. light district for the uh, sure. the truckers, man.
0: Yeah. Rough crowd.
1: Rough crowd, man. But those were, those were the gigs and then just started all coming together and Kevin Kearney was the one that gave me my first uh, uh Paid gig to open for a headliner at Catch a Rising Start, the MGM Grand. Wow. And it was a thousand bucks for like 12 shows. Nice. And I, I made a Xerox copy of that. that what like. were you doing, like 10, 15? I was doing 15. Yeah. Yeah, man. And then he gave me, the, uh, the manager gave me a stack of two for ones. Yeah. They were orange two for one tickets. Hand them to your friends, man. Bring them to. And I was doing it. Yeah. And I noticed everyone in line were my f- friends and fans. Yeah. And I'm like, well, they're, they're here to see me, not this guy. Yeah. But yet I'm giving the casino money, and then the money they're going to make is more than what I'm getting paid. Right. 12 shows divided by 1,000. I think I'm yeah. making like 90 bucks a, a show. Yeah. So I went and looked for theaters. Really? On your own? Uh-huh. Wow. And I, and I rented this theater called the Hunt Ridge Theater. Yeah. And it was like this old movie theater from like the 50s. Yeah. And it's, uh, and it's off on Charleston and Maryland Parkway. And you just rented it? Rented it, man. Wow. And then uh, I'm trying to like, I had to take out a loan. I got sponsors. You did? Yeah. And
0: uh but did it work? Yeah, I sold it out. How many seats? 800. So you just like took it on yourself to promote your own show at yep. the theater. Yeah. You, you just fucking figured it out. Yeah, man. And I just did the math in my head. I'm like, why am I going to let this guy get all the money?
1: And and so like who came? Everyone I knew. The same people that went to that show. So that was the beginning of the the business. That's why I can wear every hat like Yeah that's why when uh when when i knew i could go on the road i i knew i was also able to book the road right i knew how yeah and i knew if i just like this netflix special when they said no to me they were like no we're we're good we already got all our comics for 2017 yeah as depressed as i was because i knew that routine was great uh, and i had to do it now because my son's you know, if I wait two more years, these jokes are dead. Right, right. <laughs> like, these jokes are yeah, now. Yeah, right. Like, my son, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? He's 12 now, and the jokes are about him being 10. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, if you wait two more years, he's going to be 18. No, like, I, 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 I got to do it now. And that's why I paid for that special on my
0: own. So you self-produced your last Netflix special. Yeah. And they picked it up. Even though they said no, yeah. And what was that like? They what? said, absolutely not. <laughs> and then how did you get them to?
1: <laughs> I didn't care, Mark. You made they it. said absolutely not. We are booked for 2017. and you went and made it. And, and then what was the next conversation? I was them? don't get me wrong. I was so fucking depressed. And I and and God bless all the comics that made it that year. Yeah. You know, I saw them get their their specials, and they're my friends. And I think I was one. Yeah, Didn't you I were do? one. Yeah, yeah. And uh and God bless you guys. Yeah. But I knew I should have been on there too. Yeah. And and I was upset that why why can't they make mine? Yeah. Why why? <laughs> so i just shot it myself and i was like fuck it if they don't get it then i'll sell it out the backseat of my car i've done it before but how did you get who did you talk to robbie after why my agent well first of all god bless robbie for coming to netflix (laughs) because we all have a relationship (laughs) with robbie and and he's a beautiful guy and um robbie used to work at the montreal montreal yeah, yeah jfl and uh and he's a big part of my career and um I shot that thing on my own, and and we we got it to to Robbie just yeah. in time to make it during your, during everyone you know we yeah. that was a big year for Netflix right. stand up yeah and I'm just happy that I was yeah on it with you and yeah. everybody else yeah yeah it was and I wanted to be on that yeah like I was not going to wait anyway. I everyone knew that everyone those specials were coming out in 2017 for Netflix yeah everyone knew that Netflix was going to do a huge stand up push, and and for me to be like not on that I I couldn't. I it it, couldn't. I, I couldn't, man. I have thirty years here, man. Yeah. And if I have to do it myself, then I'm going to do it myself. And I did, and it paid off. Fuck yeah, it did, <laughs>
0: and it, <laughs> times a million, man. But you were already like, you know, like through the course of, like, so you you start doing the theaters like early on, you, you know, self promoting yourself. But you still had to figure out how to get a name for yourself. So when did you come out here? But like I said, Mark, when when I first when I first came out to L.A.
1: I still went into the, the factory, and I became a factory comic. I never went to the store. I never went to the improv. Jamie had beef with Bud for some reason, yeah. and he was my manager. Yeah, it's funny. I never go to the
0: factory or the improv. I go to the store. You
1: only go to the store? Yeah, I was store gay. You don't do the improv at all? Not anymore.
0: No? Okay. <laughs> but uh, he would me. Once I started to sell tickets, I'm like, why, am I gonna, why should they make any money off of me? They did nothing for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather just go to the store. And yeah. As far as the the factory goes, I'm like, I don't even know. Like, I know Jay Davis. Like, a lot of these rooms, it's sort of like, who's doing it now? Yeah. How do you, who's booking the real room? Yeah. And what nights are they actually having real shows? You yeah. Know? And I know Jay Davis is down there, but like, I don't know. The store right now for me is just, they're real crowds. Yeah. There's no fucking pay. Comedy crowds. Yeah, comedy crowds are, you know, they're diverse and weird uh-huh. and, uh, you know, like just real crowds like every time i'm at the at the factory the times i've gone and they'd let me work there i could work anywhere at the factory i'm like where all these do all these kids come on the same bus (laughs) you know like i never what (laughs) do they get busted from ucla yeah i don't know where they're from i don't know what and the improv i'm just that room even is never a great room that's that's the hardest room i think hands down and now with the new one it's easiest room is laugh factory that's true yeah
1: uh, but that I love the the small room in at the improv now the the workout room the front
0: room I love it man the lab yeah the lab the ba- bar yeah it's nice I love it yeah I mean like I've done a couple shows here and there I just like the store like once you figure out how to do the store it's uh-huh. very rewarding yeah all right so anyway so you come out here and you just lock in with Jamie so yeah immediately Jamie yeah charges
1: me to come to a inside uh-huh. the goddamn. Sh- oh really laughing yeah i was so fucking pissed i'm like i'm just dropping a tape off yeah i got a tape let me just hand i want to hand it they charge me to go in to the show to the show yeah and i'm like to see Dane cook yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he was on that night of course and i'm like i'm just here to drop off a tape man uh it's uh, the the show that's after this one uh uh the book uh, the, the, the girl that runs it uh her name is amy anderson I, uh, that's her name and I, I just want to get the tape to her please and uh and they charged me. Uh, that was so depressing. I was just like, come on, man. So, but that, anyways, I got in and Jamie signed me and kind of wouldn't let me go anywhere else. So I was doing that show. I was doing that room seven days a week, man. I was doing every single show. And uh, and then eventually I, uh, so I had he, to let him go. He built you up though. He got me my Hollywood But he gave me stage time. He gave he me a lot of stage time. Yeah.
0: That's important. Yeah. Very important. Yeah.
1: And, uh, and then uh from then I got I got uh I had to I had to let him go cuz I needed to make money man and he wouldn't let me do the improvs and, Wait, I was, so and what, the improvs you, were will- and you were working at Nordstroms? I was working at, I was working three jobs. Yeah. I was working at Nordstrom Rack, I was at Wells Fargo and I was doing this uh, uh yacht every Saturday and Sunday. Uh, people would rent out this yacht and party for like 4 hours and then redock and then I had to clean it. And Yeah, I had to clean all the forks and I had to clean the yacht. Uh, fucking depressing and then yeah. go on stage with my my waiter outfit on, you know what i mean? And and i was just like, "Jamie, i got to get on the road, man. I got a kid. I got yeah. a brand new kid, man. I, I need to make money and, and the improv's offering." Yeah. So i had to let him go. He didn't understand, but i had to let him go. He didn't understand. And i didn't yeah, He didn't understand. You talk to him now? Still doesn't talk to me.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It's all good. I guess yeah, of course. The improv, you know, i you know, you 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 make the you you assume initially that these people are your friends. Yeah. They're not. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I just didn't understand how you didn't understand that I need to make money. It's like, come on, man. Well, I,
0: know what they, they, I he, get you have a beef, but dude. I know. I don't know. What do you think? He, well, what was his uh, plan for you? I don't know. He said,
1: don't worry, buddy. I'll make you money. You know, yeah. there's other gigs out there. Yeah. To make. yeah. I'm like,
0: yeah Where? Well, when I opened the Laugh I, Factory on the moon, you can play that yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. We're opening one in Chicago and one yeah. in New York. And, yeah. And all those places just went dark. Never happened. It didn't. Did the one in Chicago Did happen? you see the one in New York? Yeah. So did you ever go to it? It was once. a strip club. It was Peep World, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got to go, go, Jamie. That's the best. I like the <laughs> After worst, I did Peep World, I was like, worst, I got to go. The worst fucking block There's in this city. There's mirrors. Yeah. It's still like, yeah, it's still half a fucking, you got to go upstairs. Yeah. It was the weirdest fucking place, There's a dude. dungeon. Uh, like, what happened up. here? I don't know. I don't know whose great idea that was. <laughs> It was literally, and then you still got the people that are coming in thinking it's the place. Wait, is it still there? I no, I don't know. I don't think so. No, I don't think it's there. I don't know what happened to those clubs. There was yeah. one in Chicago for a minute. Oh, too, that right? died fast. Yeah. Well, anyway, so all right. So what's the break? What do you do? You got a new manager. You <laughs> get the new manager. I went, couple, I went through a oh, couple. I went through a few. Through, yeah. I went through a few managers.
1: Improv started taking off. Uh, and then you know, I, I like I said, I I knew that two for ones and yeah. all that stuff wasn't going to build my fan base that right. was going to build a. that was going to set uh, an image for me yeah so I got rid of that right away no freebies no freebies
0: yeah like I if we're going like, to do yeah. this that's what I hate about the improv like, okay, well no I you can it. tell them though I know I, but I get it I don't sell well back when I couldn't sell tickets yeah. they didn't give a fuck I yeah. did so yeah I'd fuck them yeah but anyway so go ahead <laughs> I, I, I well my I'm, relationship I'm with fine. the improv I have no reason to be resentful yeah. I wish them nothing but good things yeah me. you're Mark fucking Marin yeah I did look at you
1: Okay. Uh, I uh, don't have a Japanese restaurant. <laughs> you just have a
0: hit show on Netflix. That's yeah, all. That's all. That's um,
1: no, but I, I, I told them right away, we can't do two for ones if I'm going to come into the improvs. We, it, it's got to be a percentage deal or forget it. Yeah. And that's how I, I did it. I knew that my brand, especially my fans, I felt like, once you start saying you're two for one, they're, you're always going to be two for
0: one. Yeah, they'll get mad at you if you don't do it. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I was like, we got to get rid of that now. Yeah. So and that's that's always been my goal. And yeah, yo, I I, I knew what I was worth, and that's when I I'm going to give you a show. Just pay for it. So yeah. I, there were times where like a Thursday night would have eight people, but I didn't care, and they would ask me, Joe, let's just do two for one. I'm like, no. Next year there'll be
0: sixteen. How's yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So it was that so. But how did how what was the relationship with the. The Montreal Comedy Fest, because it seems like you know I didn't realize because I go I I've been there a few times but yeah. I'm in and out but it but when I w- presented the award for the best writers to uh, the creators of Glow and you got that award well like it really seemed like you know you you have a real relationship with that festival yeah like they were you know helped you create your yeah your that's right
1: I got my first agent there oh yeah uh, I remember walking off of New Faces and got my first agent yeah. Uh, she walked right up to me and she's like, I got, yeah, I want to blah, blah, blah. I want to represent you and yeah. handed me a card and thank God. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Bob and Ross walked up to me and they were
0: like, you're getting the Tonight Show. And oh, that really? Was, yeah. So you got that out of Montreal back when it, you could still be a new face. Yeah. Right. Back when you were really a new face. Right, right.
1: And, uh, and that was it for me, man. That Tonight Show changed my life. Interesting. So that was what year? Oh, God. That was my son... Let's say 13 years. Ago. Yeah, it was about 13, 14 years ago. So it was like, it was the number one show. Oh, it was Jay huge. Was, yeah. I had no idea how huge that show was. Right. I got so much stuff from that. So it, that's- I, uh, I literally got to quit all my jobs. So you were you were actually at working at Nordstrom. Working at Nordstrom the next the day everybody watched it everybody watched it so every person that wanted to shoot every woman that came up and gave me a shoe, and i'm not exaggerating was like you were so funny that's interesting so you got in under the wire when that actually made a difference yes so that changed your book changed my life man. no shit i got to quit like in three months i was done with all my jobs i remember i was so scared to quit wells fargo i was so nervous well, i was had like
0: insurance or
1: well i have a son yeah i had insurance yeah. i was like i can't quit man like yeah was holding on to it and then finally I was just I bit the bullet cuz it was just I was getting all these gigs improvs wanted me and I got this commercial deal with Ant Mobile I was the spokesperson for the cell company uh-huh. I was doing all these private gigs for Amp Mobile and it was it was nuts, man. It just blew up. I couldn't believe how much money I spent. All my money on my teeth. Look yeah. at my teeth. I bought yeah. that's for my first big check. Yeah, I remember calling my mom, going, "They want they want almost forty thousand for my teeth, mom." Yeah, and I and the only reason why I called her because I knew she would say no, don't do it. Yeah, and she told me yes. Oh, really? <laughs> Fix your teeth. Yeah, I'm tired of looking at your teeth. Fix your teeth, please. <laughs> so you got the teeth. She wasn't. She was actually very. It was it was a, actually a sweet call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she knew what it meant to me that, yeah. that I had such a bad smile. Because I broke all my front teeth when I, I was like 13. I fell on a rock and cracked all my teeth. So I had this one tooth that wouldn't grow anymore. The other two were yellow. And Ugh. it was bad. And and she knew what it meant. She knew I was trying to do stand-up. She just get your teeth, Joseph.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You deserve it. My God. <laughs> so you got your teeth. Yeah. And everything took off. Everything changed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was crazy. So you were doing like just but clubs, though. Clubs, yep, and the and and the people were coming. Yes, they were coming big. So was is that when you started, you know, leaning on the
1: Asian thing, or so nope, it still yet. took me a little bit longer. uh And then when I finally figured out what it was, Mark, is I didn't want to do the comparison jokes. Yeah, I didn't want to do like Filipinos eat like this and yeah, American right. and white people eat like. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to figure it out. Like, yeah. And it was hard. It was hard for me to figure it out. I, I wanted to tell stories. I wanted to do chocolate cake. Yeah. You know, no, I wanted right. to. Do, oh, yeah, I wanted to do right. Uncle Gus. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I finally figured it out. I went up on stage and I, I just told this story about my mom playing the Wii at, with my son. And I just thought it was the coolest thing to see my mom play Wii with my son and how she wanted it so bad. Yeah. Because it was exercise for me, <laughs> and I had to go buy her this Wii. And I went up on stage and told
0: the whole story. And it was it was. I was off and running, man. And it was personal and it was real. Yeah. And you're drawing from real experience. Yep. And, you know, you're finding the beats as you go along. Yeah. And, and they, they were working out like jokes. There were yeah. callbacks. Yeah. There were,
1: it, was, it was a structured joke, they, but yet a, it seemed conversational. It's amazing to build those things. Yeah, man. Yeah. And yeah. that was it.
0: It changed just, the whole style.
1: Yeah. And I remember when my first special came out and I said Game Over, which was the, the big punchline that I was touring with. Yeah. You know, with that joke yeah. of her playing the Wii. And I remember... Yeah. I remember doing the special, and then I was like, I have to let this thing go. Like, it's gone. Right. Like, I can't do that joke anymore.
0: It's like it's like Gaffigan in Hot Pockets.
1: Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, I, And that's the whole thing about being a headliner. That's yeah. that's when I was like, okay, let's go. Let's write again. And it's crazy. How to, many to hours this, have you turned over? Oh, my God. Ten, at least. Yeah. Just over and over, yeah. Like going to be my fourth decade? and there's hours that I couldn't even, you know what I mean? Because from Lights Out to to Live from Seattle, no one offered me an hour and there's so many hours there that I had to drop. But did you put them on CD? Old, nothing, man. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, there's a joke on Live Seattle uh, that that's on Live from Seattle that's so fucking old and I had to pretend that it was brand new, but I didn't want it to die because <laughs> yeah. I loved that joke so much. I was yeah. like, it's got to live,
0: man. It's, I hate when they die. Yeah, like, I do too. Uh, it's like it's like losing a kid, man. I don't think about it too much, but when I started to think about it was that, uh, you know, we all get into this habit of like, we gotta get the new hour, gotta get the new hour. And, like, then, and then when you do something on TV, even though TV doesn't like matter like yeah. it used to and, and no one's even fucking watching no it. No one! But like, it's sort of like, I can't do that anymore. And then I realized like, fuck that. I put, It took me six months yeah, to took, get that 12 minute bit working and now I'm just not going to fucking do it. Yeah. So I fuck pulled you. one out. I pulled it back out. <laughs> did cause, you? Yeah, because no one never saw it. Good. I did on like John Oliver's comedy special, right? Yeah. And like comedy thing on Comedy Central, but yeah. like no one's making note of that. No. It's like, and it's like a great piece and it, it worked great. Yeah. That's how I feel about this one that I
1: just did on Jimmy Fallon. And and I'm like, I, I, and it was so funny because my, my agent, my, my, my fiance, they were all like, you should do it on. It's perfect. It's the perfect joke. Yeah. Oh, not on Fallon on, on, uh, on James Corden. Yeah. And, uh, and I was just like, I want that in this new hour. Oh, you didn't want to burn it. I didn't want to burn it. Yeah. And and, it, and, it, and I did it and I'm just like god damn it like until right now I'm still kicking myself cuz I'm about to shoot my new hour <laughs> and I'm contemplating do I do it? Of course like, you, why not do it? I know I'm going to do it. <laughs>
0: You're i'm not, gonna do it what's gonna happen like three people are gonna be like i saw that one on, fire. yeah it's like what do you want from me what do you what do you want it took me fucking months to get that thing working yeah right. man that was up on the you know i had that thing you know i was working on the undercarriage for a long time
1: dude i did the sleep apnea bit for about a year and a half yeah just talking about how i have sleep apnea and how i got it and how my mom did it and and uh and then i shot it and i remember it took me it, it literally took me a month before i had to take my special to get the damn punchline because it fell weak. It yeah. was such a great story. Yeah. There's big laughs and everything, yeah. but my punchline was just like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got one no, of those. Nothing. Yeah. And then I finally get it. I yeah. finally get the the, the yeah. punchline, which was a callback from another joke. Right. And uh and I forgot to fucking do it on the special. And I wanted to fucking kill myself because <laughs> it was such took it took me long. so long to write that thing. Yeah. And then I do the special. <laughs> and I forget I remember walking off stage going you fuck you gotta be kidding me
0: yeah that whole chunk
1: and everyone's like oh god man that was a great special and I'm like no uh, can't... fuck me <laughs> fuck me
0: <laughs> so where's, where's that joke now
1: that's on the special oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I won't do it anymore uh huh Oh, you got it on the new yeah. one. Yeah. People don't know how hard we write these things, huh, Mark? Well, when you do Does it, it- doesn't Don't you want to punch people in their
0: fucking mouths when they, they don't understand how hard it is? And- Sometimes. It, because, like, especially if you do it like you, you seem to do, it like I do, where you're talking things out. So you're talking things out. Yeah. Like, because, like, a lot of dudes who write, right. they're not going to just wait for a fucking punchline to be no. delivered. But if you do stories, like, you're like, it's, it's strong enough, but I know that the end is weak. But like the story is still interesting and it's there's enough yeah. laughs there. And then one day it just finishes itself. Yeah. And it's a big day. And you don't it's know big, where it came from. No, you never do. But like not everybody writes like that. But for me, it's sort of like it takes. you know, some things are around for a year. Yeah. And they tag themselves. And yeah. you're like, oh, so that's it. Yeah. You know, and then and then it's done. So, yeah, I don't think people understand the relationship that we have with those things. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who just write jokes, they can throw them away. But if you do long form, it's sort of like, I can't throw that shit away. This no. isn't disposable. Uh-uh. This stuff's all got to work together. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Mind you, this
1: has a this doesn't have a shelf life. Uh, yeah. This is a joke that can live forever right
0: You now. want it to. Yeah. Yeah. So Chelsea, lately too, that helped you out a, a Chelsea, lot. Chelsea, right? yeah, man,
1: that was crazy. I, I couldn't believe how how popular that show got, and it kind of sucked because I was in when I came to L.A. I was in, you know, I was I was at the Laugh Factory when I was also doing spots at the Improv, yeah. and I was in, and and then that Chelsea just, you know, I had my son, and and then Chelsea and my special, it just it it erupted. The first special, yeah, yeah. and I was able to make. Money on the road, and and I had to leave Hollywood, and, yeah. and I think that's why I lost a lot of connection with the guys that I had relationships with. You know right, what I mean? Like, right, And, and right. it sucked. You, were, it,
0: you, went, you but, but you're a guy though, but you're not. See, so you're a uh, uh, you're a, you're a working comic, yeah. and that's what you do. Mm-hmm. It's not like you know, like you're not running around auditions, no. You know, you're like you're one of those guys like Gaffigan or Regan. It's like that's where your money is, yeah, is doing the thing, yeah, not waiting for the thing, yeah. So you and know, we're not gonna wait for the thing. no right. So you're you're out working. Yeah. So you, yeah, you lose the connection. Yeah, and that's what happened with the waiting guys. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> with the waiting guys. And I, I literally did. I, yeah. I I lost connect. It sucked because I you know I had a nice bond with all these yeah. comics. You know we we're all that's why when we went to JFL and when Tiffany said that about me like yeah. that was uh, I, I started crying because that, that was a part of my life being at the Laugh Factory and seeing someone like – like Tiffany Haddish that's broke, yeah. you know, but wants to be a comedian. She's trying to make it in this business and I'm buying her hot dogs. Yeah. I didn't know that meant anything to her until right. she started crying on the stand. Then I started crying because yeah. I totally forgot I did that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, those but It's were, like a community. You, yeah, you missed that. I, I did miss that. Yeah. I, I was lonely on the road. I remember being on in St. Charles at the fucking barn at uh, whatever it's called. I can't remember that damn comedy club. You know, St. Charles. Oh, man, I can't Saint remember Ch- it. The funny bone. Oh, the funny Bone. funny bone is Saint Charles. It's it's in the middle of a cornfield or whatever in a field. Somewhere. Oh, I heard about
0: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And and you know like you you're depressed. You yeah. know you don't have that community anymore. You don't have that your 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 comic friends That's to like hang out with.
0: Fucking universe.
1: Yeah, man. And Sad you know and hotel. I'm not and I'm not able to bring my features yet. Yeah. So now I got to wait for. A, Who's opening for me? Yeah. And then oh, I don't who's like this tra- guy. He's gonna
0: try to blow me off stage yeah. for a week. <laughs> yeah, he's
1: gonna make it hard for me every night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, who's gonna? Who wants to become my friend? Because they want to, you know. Yeah, no, yeah. But I don't really like
0: them. Yeah, yeah. You know what it is. And then, but then the, the next day you're like, Do you want to go to the mall? Or? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll buy you lunch. Yeah. What are you doing? You, you yeah. want to go to Cheesecake Factory?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. There's yeah. a Chili's yeah man <laughs> there's a chili do you like you like riblets <laughs>
0: <laughs> fuck <laughs> fuck me but uh no, but that's behind you dude yeah but so like what where are you now like it's crazy bray i'm doing my last
1: run at bray improv and i think it's like 600 and I, i'm it's already sold out i think we're like 14 shows sold really yeah wow it's crazy man yeah
0: so but do, are you doing the bigger theaters too
1: Yeah, uh, it's great. Lincoln. I just came back. Lincoln, California. I did ten thousand seats. That's great. Yeah. So that's your huge act. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you do not everywhere, Mark? Yeah, I know. I
0: know. But you know, I got my my spots where I still do the clubs. Right, but do you find that like you know what what's the audience like? Are you is there is it a generally ethnic audience? Yeah. you're,
1: You're. I'm not gonna. Yeah. You know. I I pay a lot uh attention to my my filipino uh uh-huh. people that come out it's about 45 50 percent and then like i said when i first started i went after you know i did showtime at the apollo def jam i did BET's comic view and then i started doing uh latino nights and i did the the the, the spanish network yeah. and got on those tours and then I, you know and i i waited before i could do the filipino sh- stuff i wanted sure. to get those audiences first yeah you know i got the chelsea lately i John lovett's people I was opening for them and yeah and I, I every time I opened for somebody and act like that I always made sure to like promote myself man I ten thousand postcards I would yeah at the end of the show I'd run out and oh yeah I'd be opening for John lovett I'd run out to the out, out in the parking lot oh did you enjoy the show and just oh yeah I was establishing my my audience man so you I used they used to make fun of me i, I I'm surprised uh Uh, Alonzo Bowden didn't say something uh, during that award because that was his number one go to he would always say that to me go out there and hand out your cards Joe yeah (laughs) and I would go I would what was on the card it would just say uh, joecoy.com and then uh, at that time whatever like myspace or whatever yeah 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 Yeah, and I would hand them out boom so you did a lot of that left and right yep now what about I would burn DVDs Mark from fries I would burn them and uh, and I would give those away for free Burn,
0: like from live shows?
1: Uh, no, I would burn uh whatever I did on TV, I would burn it. Oh yeah? Yeah. So like my show time at the Apollo and BET's Comic View. No and, shit.
0: So you you'd spend like you would buy bulk DVDs. Bulk, yeah,
1: fries. It would be $100 and then I would print uh you know the folding uh the folding uh paper that goes inside the sleeve yeah. for a DVD. Yeah. I would make I would get a 10,000 of those printed up so uh-huh. it would look official. Uh-huh. And then I would get my friend worked at Blockbuster and he would give me the the cases because oh, they yeah. would throw those in the garbage gem boxes. Bags. Yeah. Yep, I would grab, I would grab boxes, uh, not boxes, garbage bags full. Yeah, and I would just fold them. It was just a little. And you were work. giving away hundreds a night, hundreds a night. It was so cool. I did a show uh, at some theater and a and a lady waited. She she took a picture with me. Uh, and She had the the DVD, the old one, the old one. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, took a picture with it and everything, man. So was, everywhere so you go, cool. so you'd
0: open for a headliner. And you just like, you'd make sure that they remembered your name. You said you yep. were one of those guys, like joecoy.com. Yep. Oh, no, you...
1: no, I would hand a card. But after, uh, on stage, thank you. Thank you, I'm Joe Coy, blah, blah, blah. I'll yeah. be out front.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I never wanted to sell, too. Never sold. Wasn't worth it to me. Uh, I, and you still don't sell? I've never asked a headliner, yo, can I sell my never. I knew it was more important to shake everybody's hands and, and hand a card to them. Do You still don't sell? No, I sell now. What do you sell? Just shirts and tees, but I don't really care about it. Yeah. It's like, that's 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 just something that's tangible. Right. People want. Right. You know what I mean? I still run out. You don't have to buy something to take a picture with me because I will literally run out into the audience after my show and take pictures with
0: you. You'll take like two hours? I don't care. Yeah. Two hours. Yeah. I'll do it. I love it, man. Yeah. No, I mean, it's like it's worked out for you. Yeah. In a big way. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't like to do it. I I enjoy it, man. No, I don't mind doing it. But like, you know, when you get, I'm not playing 10,000 seats either. No. But I mean, if you're doing, you know, an 800 seater, Uh you kind of know sort of like, well, if I'm going to do that. Yeah. It's going to be two hours. Yeah. And like, you know, and there's going to be a lot of pictures of, of strangers and a tired me. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like you start, <laughs> Yeah. You start seeing those pictures <laughs> yes. of, of just people with you, like, and you're like half, like, you know, one eye's open. Like, what yeah. <laughs> It's just after a show, you know? They don't know how tired we are, man. I know. I they know. They don't man. know that that we on stage is tiring. I don't know either until I see those pictures. I'm yeah. like, oh my God. Gosh. I thought I was getting away with something. You know? <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> so true. <laughs> I don't want you to think I play all 10,000 seats. I've, I've been blessed to Spread them out. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of markets. I've been blessed, man. Yeah. I, I'm so honored to say that, you know. There's a there's a city in between Seattle and Tacoma called Kent, yeah. And they built a brand new arena. It's a hockey arena. Yeah. And I sold it out twice. It was like eleven thousand tickets, uh-huh. and uh, and they painted my ten ho- foot mural. It uh-huh. says two sold out shows, and that's kind of like my, like when I saw that I was just like, when I was fifteen I yeah. saw Eddie Murphy, and 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 it happened because I remember, Mark, I remember looking. Uh, at the 300 section going that's impossible right there's no way anyone can do that yeah 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 so for me to be able to be like man if you could dream it
0: it can happen oh that's great yeah man and it's like a good homecoming and it's always there every game
1: whatever whatever concert that goes into that venue they get to see it. oh they leave it there oh they painted it it's on their wall in the the hallway man oh that's nice local boy yeah man oh so but you get along with your dad now oh man Uh, like I said man you know I I we both cried. Yeah. It was right around, I think I was like 21-ish. Yeah. And uh, we both cried. And I and I told my dad, I go, dude, I get it, man. I get it. Yeah. You don't have to tell me. Yeah. I wrote the story. I get it, dude. Yeah. I would never want to be in that situation. At, at, at your age, I get it. I probably would have walked away too. Yeah. But he's been the biggest supporter of my stand-up career ever since Oh yeah So yeah, I remember he maxed out a Visa card Just to buy me a website Oh really? Yeah, it was like five grand Yeah And that website is could have been free Yeah But I got ripped off by some guy But he charged us five grand But I remember my dad was like All right, here And he maxed out this credit card And gave me five grand to pay this guy To make my website Because make- I told my dad I go, dad, I need a website Because a website's going to tell the world who I am Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure Shit. Did you pay him back? No, <laughs> he owed me. Goddamn it! <laughs> there you go. And uh, all right, well, great. How gonna... cool is it that when you said I, I I knew of you, but I didn't know who you were? Yeah. And I'm like, I know that because when we got on the plane to JFL, I was moving my jacket for you, and you were like, "Thanks, buddy." <laughs> no,
0: I didn't quite put it together. I like you know, I like. Hey, thanks, thanks, pal. <laughs> thanks for making space for that's, my suit that's true <laughs> you, that was you wasn't it yeah was it were you wearing a hat yeah oh yeah i really didn't know recognize you
1: yeah you're like right across from i me. didn't care man you had your suit and i'm like mark needs I to kept, put his but, he needs to hang his suit but you God were damn wearing it. a hat
0: you had glasses on yeah and you had something around your neck and you did not look like you yeah like you know there and i was wondering like who the fuck is that guy <laughs> But then when you took your hat off And I saw you at the thing And you didn't yeah. have glasses on Yeah I was like I know who you are Oh okay <laughs> Just not at that time No I didn't That's, yeah. That was you Yeah Oh uh, sorry buddy No Yeah I was, I was
1: honored to, to yeah. move my suit for you But, but thanks pal
0: Yeah <laughs> That's it man He's selling out the entire state of Hawaii That guy Wow it was uh, nice to meet him. Nice guy. Solid dude. So, oh, also, there's still, I believe there's still tickets for some shows. I mean, most, most of the stuff sold out. Comedy Works in Denver, September 21 and 22. Uh, if you're in Denver and you want to see me, I would grab those. Stand Up Live in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, I would grab those. Also, I will be at the New York Comedy Festival Saturday, November 10th. At the Beacon Theater, buy tickets, but go to nycomedyfestival.com and get the link there. Don't just search it and end up at uh, wherever it is, StubHub or what, whatever, and then ask me, why is it $2,000 for a seat? All right, just go go get the correctly priced ones for the event that's not sold out, and, uh, you know, don't complain. All right? Okay. Should I play?